parades, rumors, and avocado tequila propel us into the first full week of the NFL offseason. Before the big moves are made, we must first look at who's available. Who are the top free agents on the market this offseason? Find out now on Beyond the Blitz. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Blitz crew back at it as always. Brandon Wells, Justin Rogers, and today we begin to look ahead at who are all of the free agents this offseason, where are they going to go, and how are they going to do. Today, we begin by looking at quarterbacks and receivers, a few from each category, and we're going to talk about where will they go? Will they stay? Will they succeed? But first, we have our NFL headliners, as always. What's going around the NFL today? Let's find out. J.J. Watt has officially been released by the Houston Texans following his request. No surprise here, but what are the top destinations for J.J. Watt this offseason? Well, obviously, the Steelers are the most intriguing place for him this season just because of his relationship to both Derek and TJ Watt, but also the Steelers do have a need at that rush end because Bud Dupree is a free agent this offseason. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to re-sign him just because I think he's going to ask for a lot of money, even though he just got hurt this past offseason. However, I just don't know if first JJ is the right fit for Pittsburgh, but also the cap might be high. However, with the Texans, I mean, he opted out of a $17 million payday for next year to be a free agent. So it seems to me that money's not a big priority for him. So Pittsburgh is probably where he will go. But as far as the best fit, I think Buffalo is the best fit. The Buffalo Bills. It looks like Jerry Hughes at some point, if not this year, the next year, he'll be out the door. And the Bills are with J.J. Watt are primed for a Super Bowl run. Right now, they have a one- or two-year window and possibly a five-year window if we're looking at the broad scheme of things. But right now, the Chiefs are the Achilles heel for the Buffalo Bills. And the way you beat Patrick Mahomes is by getting to him. We saw that with the Bucks, And I think J.J. would be perfect for the Buffalo Bills. Man, if you were Deshaun Watson right now, what is running through your head? You are asking the franchise to cut you. They refuse to cut you. But then they turn around and then they cut J.J. Watt when he asked them to. Yes, J.J. Watt has always been the Houston Texans, the entire image of that franchise. When he says jump, the Texans say how high. When he says he wants to leave, the Texans honor his request. So how much does this impact the Deshaun Watson situation? Well, as far as Deshaun Watson goes, I don't think this will change the Texans' stance on Deshaun Watson at all. Obviously, if you're Deshaun Watson, you might be a little bit frustrated here. It's interesting to see if Deshaun Watson was even kept in the loop as far as J.J. Watt goes. But according to NFL insider Ian Rappaport, Texans owner Cal McNair said that the Texans, they expect Watson to remain a Texan. And honestly, I just expect the same right now. Deshaun Watson is going to remain a Texan, whether he plays this year or not is really up to the two sides, up to the general manager for the Texans and Deshaun Watson, whether he's going to play, whether they're on the same page. Obviously, 
you're both sides are really frustrated. But honestly, what happens when you don't communicate with one another? Frustration happens. Both sides have to communicate with one another in order for something to be done for both sides to be happy. That's what needs to happen. But I think ultimately Deshaun Watson will still be a Texan. As far as JJ Watts also concerned, Pittsburgh is the perfect place for him. And he is going to be more than willing to take a pay cut. If TJ, Derek, and JJ all want Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers to sign JJ, could even be a one-year deal. Just one year, put all the Watt brothers on one team. They have a really solid team and just make one more run at the championship. Sign him to a one-year contract. Where Watt plays next year may not where he finishes his career, but Pittsburgh is by far the most attractive place for him to land. Speaking about Pittsburgh, they have another retirement announced as both Marquise Pouncey and his brother have announced their retirement from the NFL, one of the greatest offensive linemen in NFL history. Justin, I know you as a Steelers fan, this has to uh, impact you in some way. Yeah, right now, this is a big hole for the Steelers offensive line. But before I talk about the current Steelers team, he's one of the greatest offensive linemen in Pittsburgh Steelers history, which is saying something because they have two other centers who are Hall of Famers, Dimitri Dawson and Mike Webster, which really shows that the Steelers have the best center group in NFL history. Marquise Pouncey, he's going to be a Hall of Famer at some point. He's on the 2010s All-Decade team. He's been in a Pro Bowl multiple times, been an All-Pro multiple times. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. How long it takes, I don't know. But really talking about this offseason, like I said, center is a huge hole now, and I think that's really going to be addressed in the draft. I mean, they have a 24th overall pick, I believe, and that can be used on a center, in my opinion. However, they could go after a veteran guy in free agency if Big Ben wants that guy. That will be the only reason they get anybody in free agency. And speaking of Big Ben, there were some rumors that as soon as Pouncey retired, he was mulling retirement again. We remember at one point he said a couple years ago that he wanted to retire with Pouncey. Now it doesn't look like that's the case. Um, a couple days ago, though, Ben said he does want to come back. He does want to play with this team. So I think Pittsburgh needs to surround him with an offensive line that is good enough to keep him upright, which is what happened last year. One of the reasons why Big Ben had one of the fastest releases, one, he worked on an offseason, but two, he had a great offensive line. He's one of the least sacked quarterbacks in the NFL last year, which is surprising because he's one of the most sacked quarterbacks in NFL history. So they need to keep that offensive line going. They have some decisions they need to make in the offseason. But Marquise Pouncey retiring, that's huge for the Steelers offensive line. And it seems like almost every week we have reporting on more sad news. Former Tampa Bay Buccaneer and San Diego Charger receiver Vincent Jackson tragically passed away at the age of 38, found in a hotel in Florida. He was a three-time Pro Bowler and actually led the NFL in yards per catch in 2012 with 19.2 yards. His legacy in the NFL will always be cemented as almost Hall of Fame worthy. And now we come to what you've all been waiting for, our new series, Free Agency Preview. And we have part one coming right here with our quarterbacks and wide receivers. So we're just going to dive right in. Two notable quarterbacks for both of us. Brandon, let's start with you. Who's your first notable quarterback that you want to talk about in this free agency? I want to talk about Mitchell Trubisky. He got benched halfway through the season, came back, started at the end of the season, started in a playoff game, looked absolutely horrible against the Saints in that wild card matchup. He, they have Nick Foles on that team. The Chicago Bears know they have to go a different direction at quarterback here. 
They need to admit they were wrong about Mitchell Trubisky. So he's going to find a new job. Where is he going to go? He's going to go somewhere where he has the potential to either be one of the best backups in the NFL or potentially compete for a starting job. So where is a team that isn't too sure about a quarterback, wanted to test him out, maybe light a fire underneath them, get a little bit of competition brewing? How about the Las Vegas Raiders? Derek Carr is another questionable quarterback. He's been with that franchise for a long time, but not a whole lot has happened so far in his career. He's been okay. He's been good. He's been top half, but he's never been show-stopping. He hasn't been the best, but he's good. He's but he's not good enough. So put another quarterback who's also not good enough, put them on the same team and see if they can let themselves be better. Honestly, the Raiders sound like a great fit for Mitchell Trubisky. It sounds like the same situation Marcus Mariota was in. He, they, the Titans didn't renew his contract. He went into free agency. The Raiders got him on a two-year deal worth almost nothing. And he played a game or two. And now he's a trade piece. I can see the same exact thing for Mitchell Trubisky. That is a good spot for him. I'm going to talk about probably the most talked about free agent, not just quarterbacks, but overall, Dak Prescott. Now, a lot of people think that the Dallas Cowboys are going to keep Dak Prescott. But right now, I haven't been hearing a whole lot of chatter that the Cowboys and Dak Prescott have been talking about a contract. Now, maybe they're just doing it behind closed doors and nobody knows anything. And that's okay with me. Right now, I just don't see a huge contract coming out of nowhere between the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. And honestly, if the Cowboys aren't pursuing Prescott to try to get that contract done to show them that he is the guy, because I believe he is the guy for Dallas if they want him. But right now, with the actions that they're showing, it doesn't look like they want him, even though maybe their actions don't reflect what exactly they want to do. So I'm going to say he's going to be a free agent and he's going to test the market. I think he's going to come very close to signing with the Dallas Cowboys as he's a free agent in the market. There are two teams besides the Cowboys I see him going to. One is the San Francisco 49ers. If they trade Jimmy Garoppolo, that shows me that they're either going to go after a quarterback in the draft or in free agency. Dak Prescott would be the guy they get in free agency, in my opinion, if he was available. But I think the number one team right now has to be the Washington football team. In my opinion, Washington doesn't need to go after a quarterback in the draft. They need a veteran guy to bring in. They're really a quarterback, a number two wide receiver, and maybe one more guy in the back end on their defense away from competing for the NFC Championship to be in the Super Bowl, in my opinion, because that defense is good. They have some weapons on offense. I just think Washington is one quarterback away, and I think Dak Prescott could be that quarterback, go to a rival, stick it to the Cowboys for not giving you a contract. I think that could work out for Dak Prescott. First off, he's getting that contract. Prescott's not going anywhere. He's staying in Dallas. If Prescott proved anything in the short time he played last season, it's that he is a good enough quarterback to get you to where you need to be. The quarterback position was not the issue with Dallas last year. It was the rest of the team and mainly that coaching staff. And you were talking about Washington. First off, this is what's going to happen with Washington. Alex Smith is going to take a pay cut. He's going to come back for another season. There's no way Washington lets him go. Alex Smith is more than just a football player. He is a story. You're getting rid of a story that is not only inspiring your fans, but inspiring the people that are playing around you, your teammates. Alex Smith has inspired so many people on his team, and that team would not have been a playoff contender without his performance last season. Alex Smith is going to start next year. Heineke is going to be the backup. Washington can put off looking for a quarterback for another season. 
But I want to talk about another quarterback on this list before I name off a few other notables here. I want to talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick, one of the oldest active players in the NFL, currently on the Miami Dolphins, benched last season for Tua. A lot of people knew that was coming. Saw a lot of playtime throughout the season, though, here and there. He's probably not going to return to Miami, however. He's a little bit salty that they benched him. He understands why it happened, but he is a football player. He loves the sport, and he is going to take any opportunity he can to be as good as he can. Fitzpatrick, probably not going to be a starter, but however, he is going to make his team better. He is going to go to a contender, maybe even get a ring. He is going to go back up their greatest quarterback in NFL history in Tampa Bay, and he will be behind Tom Brady and learn from the best quarterback ever and take that experience into a coaching career to follow his great legacy. Yeah, I think with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, him going to the Bucks, yeah, that could be a great story. But I think every time I've seen a Ryan Fitzpatrick career, Every time I've seen a Ryan Fitzpatrick's career, he's always gone somewhere for whatever reason where he has a chance to start. And even though he is over the age of 40, he needs to be in a place where he's there with a young guy and he has a chance to start. So I could see him even going to a place maybe like Arizona or even going to somewhere where they have a young guy, maybe going back to Cincinnati. You know, obviously he doesn't have a place to start, but maybe Burrow gets hurt again and he could have a place where he can go in and be an influence on a young guy just like he was in Miami. I could see it there. But for me, you were talking about a guy who's underrated. Let's talk about another guy who's underrated, maybe as a backup more so, but Mike Glennon. I mean, he played well in Jacksonville. Obviously, as a starter, he didn't get any wins. The only win was in week one against the Colts when Gardner Minshew is there, but Mike Glennon, I see him coming somewhere where he could be a backup and possibly start a couple games. How about Chicago? I mean, Mitch Trubisky, he's going to leave at some point, and Chicago, they might need someone to be their backup, and he was in Chicago. He got a big contract there. How about go back to Chicago, have a place where you can have a solid backup for whoever you're going to bring in, so Mike Glennon to the Chicago Bears. He's underrated. He's a good, solid backup. Bring him back to Chicago. I also want to talk about Cam Newton here a little bit. He's not returning to New England. That's been confirmed. He's definitely not going to go back to Carolina, and he's probably never going to actually be a cemented starter ever again. However, if he were to be a starter, he would be taking advantage of a very odd situation. Wouldn't you say, looking at the Houston Texans, they need insurance if Deshaun Watson decides to sit out of the season and Cam Newton fits that scheme. He's mobile, he can play heads-up football, and he's used to not having amazing receivers around him. Cam Newton would fit great in Houston. It's the same atmosphere he's always played in. Houston's going to be terrible. Cam Newton is going to be terrible. However, there isn't a better quarterback on the market that could replace Deshaun Watson than Cam Newton in Houston's offensive scheme. Yeah, I mean, Cam Newton's coming off of one of his worst seasons ever in the NFL. And honestly, this would be a great place for him to... I mean, he is almost in his mid-30s to really revitalize his career. Honestly, this is probably the best case scenario for Cam Newton to come in and possibly show he could be a starting quarterback in the NFL again. He will most likely have a one-year contract. So, I mean, in a system that he could flourish in in Houston, I like Cam Newton in Houston. And the last guy I want to talk about at the quarterback position is Jameis Winston. I've been talking about this guy 
He was in my top 25, regrettedly so, but I think he has the chance to be the franchise quarterback in New Orleans. And the couple of games that he was in, he showed that he could be a franchise starting quarterback, a starting caliber quarterback. He threw a big touchdown in the game against Chicago. That wasn't Drew Brees. That was Jameis Winston. They trusted him, not Taysom Hill to throw the ball. Taysom Hill is not the guy moving forward. He's a free agent in 2022. I don't think they'll renew his contract. I think they have too much faith in him. They need to start putting their faith in Jameis Winston. He's a guy who could throw the ball down the field to their big receivers. Jameis Winston to New Orleans. I think he could be the franchise quarterback in New Orleans. Other notable quarterback free agents this offseason include, but are not limited, to Andy Dalton on the Dallas Cowboys, Jacoby Brissett on the Colts, Tyrod Taylor on the Chargers, and Brandon Allen on the Bengals. And now let's transition. We talked about the quarterbacks. Now we're going to talk about wide receivers. This is a huge wide receiving class for free agency. So Brandon, who is your first free agent wide receiver that you want to talk about? I want to talk about an extremely explosive and electric receiver, someone who's always been quietly one of the best receivers in the league. He's never been under the top 10. I'm talking about Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears. He's always been one of the most underrated players in the league, makes some of the most insane, most athletic plays that you will ever see. So explosive. And he's going to go to a team that is going to be a competitor because Allen Robinson has destroyed has said how much he wants out of Chicago so many times. It's finally going to happen, and he's going to get a chance to revive his career on a real competitor. He is going to go to the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts have so much working for them. Top caliber defense, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, the best running back core in the NFL. Quarterback is still a big question mark. We may talk about that a little bit, but I definitely see... Allen Robinson reviving his career with the Colts. Yeah, I can see that with Allen Robinson and reviving his career with the Colts. I mean, the Colts need a number one guy. I mean, obviously we talked about we don't know the quarterback yet in Indianapolis. It could be Carson Wentz. The deal might be happening soon. We don't know. But with Allen Robinson, he is a number one guy. He can come right in. But I want to talk about a guy who I also think is going to go to a Colts, a guy who's been a number two, really a flex guy for the Panthers. I'm talking about Curtis Samuel. He's been a guy for the Panthers who has played running back when Christian McCaffrey is out, who was a number two receiver. Obviously, he's going to come in and be maybe not a number one guy, but I think Michael Pittman is the guy who's going to eventually out of USC, be that number one guy for them. And Curtis Samuel can definitely be a guy who can stretch the ball down the field and be a guy who's quick like T.Y. Hilton, who's most likely not coming back to Indianapolis, who could be that T.Y. Hilton replacement that they're looking for. I really like Curtis Samuel. He's a sneaky good wide receiver free agent. I think the Colts would be a great fit for him. Curtis Samuel would be a really good infusion of youth in Indianapolis. You got Michael Pittman, who's been a rising star, who's looking like he may end up taking over that role. And either Allen Robinson or Curtis Samuel both would improve that Indianapolis core a lot and help out whichever quarterback is going to take over the helm of that franchise next. Next up, I want to talk about a guy that a lot of people aren't talking about at all. Someone who's being overlooked. I'm talking about Corey Davis from the Tennessee Titans. He was a first round pick with the Tennessee Titans a few years ago. Came in with a lot of hype. Supposed to be one of the best receivers in the league. And it didn't quite work out that way. He was... No better than average, really, at any given point in his career. Yeah, he makes really big plays, but they're very seldom. He's seldom used, he's seldom targeted, and he doesn't get open too much. However, how much of that is just 
the scheme at Tennessee being revolved around other athletes. You have A.J. Brown, who's assumed the role of number one receiver on that team. And we all know that is definitely a run-first team with Derrick Henry at the helm. I don't see him coming back to the Titans. I could very well see him going to a team that needs a solid depth receiver. Coy Davis will never be a number one, but he'll always be a really good backup option. And a team that has a lot of those types of options and someone who is going to be able to compete to come in and possibly take that number one role, he's going to go to the Giants. The Giants don't really have a number one guy. They have a bunch of really solid guys, and he would fit that exact role as a really solid receiver. But none of them are number one receivers. So we're going to have a very interesting battle down in New York to see who eventually will emerge as that number one target. I see Corey Davis going in there and helping Daniel Jones out. Honestly, with Corey Davis, like you said, he's a number two guy. And I honestly don't see him going to a place like New York where he's battling for a number one spot. He needs to go somewhere where there's another guy there that's going to take the top off of a defense and Corey Davis will come underneath, get the ball, run 10 or 20 yards. He needs to go somewhere. I don't exactly know where that is right now. Maybe the Jets. I mean, they have a lot of money in free agency. They might get a number one guy. Corey Davis could be the number two guy there or go to a guy or go to a team like Cincinnati who might have a number one guy right now. T. Higgins looked like he could be the number one guy in the future. A.J. Green leaving. We could see Corey Davis go somewhere like that. How about a guy for me that nobody's talking about this free agency? Kendrick Bourne. Now, we talked a lot about him with the 49ers, and really, he was a good slot guy. And so, for me, Corey Davis is leaving, and honestly, Kendrick Bourne could be a good number two for the Titans, I mean, this guy's probably going to be pretty cheap. And honestly, Corey Davis would cost a lot of money trying to get him back. He was a first round pick. So honestly, I think Kendrick Bourne could come in as a number two, a guy who's just as good as Corey Davis, if not better, and he'll cost a lot less. So I can definitely see Kendrick Bourne going to the Titans. Very good replacement for Corey Davis as well, might I add. The next receiver I want to talk about is A.J. Green, one of the older receivers in the NFL formerly one of the best receivers in the NFL, now not so much. Very seldom does a team who really isn't that good reach out and sign a 30-plus-year-old receiver. Usually those types of veteran players go to a competitor, a team who's trying to win now. There's quite a few of those in the NFL, and there's one team in particular that could really use a boost on the offensive side of the ball to really make that entire team come together. I'm talking about the Washington football team. A.J. Green lining up in Washington across from Scary Terry, Logan Thomas at receiver, and Sims on the slot. It's going to be a very, very dangerous receiving core, and A.J. Green could definitely bring some much-needed talent to a team that needs an offensive explosion. Wow, I never really thought about A.J. Green going to Washington. I always thought it'd be a receiver like Allen Robinson, like even Juju Smith-Schuster, a receiver like that. But those guys are going to cost a lot of money. And honestly, A.J. Green's at the tail end of his career. And he could take a cheaper deal to be on a team who is a number two wide receiver and a quarterback away from contending for a Super Bowl. And that is Washington. I love this. They need a number two guy, a veteran right behind Scary Terry. Love A.J. Green and Washington. And the last guy that I want to talk about is a guy that I talked about earlier a little bit 
was Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, I'm a Steelers fan. I really want Juju to come back. But honestly, there is some salary cap issues in Pittsburgh. They're not going to bring him back. So a team I can see him going to where, honestly, he's a good number two. He's probably one of the best number twos in the NFL as far as wide receivers go. But I think he could develop into a number one on a team that has a good coaching staff. And that's the New York Jets. I know it's silly to think that, a wide receiver going to the New York Jets could develop into a good number one. But honestly, I see it. If they get a guy like Zach Wilson in the draft or they keep it going with Sam Darnold, I think that Juju could build a good rapport with that quarterback and eventually become a good number one wide receiver. If not, I mean, they have enough money to get another guy too. So you get another guy, you add Juju as well as that number two. I think that he could fit really well with the Jets. A few other notable free agent receivers coming into this offseason include, but of course are not limited to, Chris Godwin with the Buccaneers, Kenny Galladay with the Detroit Lions, Will Fuller with the Houston Texans, Marvin Jones also with the Detroit Lions, T.Y. Hilton with the Colts, Sammy Watkins with the Chiefs, Nelson Algalor with the Raiders, and Brashad Perryman with the Jets. It's time for Way Too Early Predictions. Before we begin, tune in next week where we will talk more about who the NFL free agents are, where they're going, and we will focus on running backs, tight ends, and offensive linemen. But for now, we want to look at next year's offseason free agents. Who are going to be the biggest moves next season? One quarterback, one receiver each. Justin, who's your quarterback? Well, for me, the quarterback has to be Marcus Mariota. Now, what I think of Marcus Mariota, I think of a guy who might get traded. He's probably going to be a trade piece this offseason for the Raiders, and he's probably going to go somewhere where he can compete for a starting job or go somewhere with a veteran, like in Washington. So I think this is a guy who, wherever he goes, he could get a start or two and look good, just like he did in Las Vegas with the Raiders, and he could get a start somewhere, or at least get a chance to start somewhere under either a young guy or a veteran. I think he could possibly go to the Indianapolis Colts. I think Indianapolis is a good place for him to go, just because obviously right now we don't know what their quarterback situation is going to look like in the future. I mean, are they going to draft someone? Are they going to trade for Carson Wentz? We don't know. But I think Marcus Mariota is one of those guys who can come in. I mean, this is probably going to be him for the rest of his career, but come in right behind a guy. And if he gets hurt, he could be a solid backup and really come in and be a quality starter. So I think Indianapolis, no matter who their quarterback is in the future, could use a guy like Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota, for me, reminds me a little bit of Matt Schaub, where he was good early in his career, dropped off a little bit, got signed to a team, was a backup, and then he's going to go to a different team where he's eventually going to finish his career out without actually seeing the field very much. I could very well see him putting up some really good highlights in the preseason games, but not a whole lot in the regular season simply because he won't get his chance. Marcus Mariota's pretty much lost all relevancy, and I don't think he's ever going to gain it back. He'll be a really, really solid backup. He'll make his team better, but he won't ever receive any press credit for it. I've always thought Marcus Mariota was a good quarterback, and I do think Colts would be a very good landing spot for him. It's definitely a team that is very much in the air as far as the quarterback position is concerned. And really, at this point, anybody could start at the Colts quarterback next season, so it's going to be an interesting ride. My quarterback for next offseason is Sam Darnold. Now, if Darnold doesn't get traded in a package deal this offseason, he's not going to return the season after that. 
it's no question the Jets are interested in looking at a different direction for quarterback, and Sam Darnold just doesn't look like he's the answer there. Now, to be fair, he didn't have much to work with there, but if you look at his highlights, he just looked scared. As he said it, he's seeing ghosts, and Sam Darnold isn't going to be particularly fantastic any longer, but he'll be a really solid backup. And he'll be a really solid backup for a team who needs a solid backup, a team with a horrible history with quarterbacks and a team who just needs to lock down a number two. I'm talking about the Cleveland Browns. They have Baker Mayfield. He's going to be re-signed next offseason. There's no question there. But Sam Darnold going in, backing up Baker Mayfield, will finally break the Browns quarterback curse forever because not only do they have a number one, but now they have a number two. I'm sorry, man. I just can't see Sam Darnold going somewhere where he is signed solely to be a backup. No matter what happens this offseason, whether Sam Darnold's traded from the Jets or the Jets keep him as that solid guy, I see him going somewhere where he is going to compete for that starting job. A couple of teams that I'm thinking of right now, right off the top of my head, a team like Atlanta, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do at their quarterback position right now, but you know, Matt Ryan's going to retire or leave soon. And if they don't get a quarterback this year, they might need a young quarterback. I could see that. I could see Carolina, depending on what they do at the quarterback position, possibly getting him. I could see Detroit. We don't know what's going to happen with Jared Goff there. We could see him come in. Washington. There's a bunch of teams that could have a guy to either light a fire underneath a guy they already have or come in right away to be the starting quarterback or compete. I don't see him coming right away as a backup. I see him coming in as the guy who is going to start right away or compete and next talking about my wide receiver here I'm going to talk about a guy in DJ Chark now there are a lot of guys there in that wide receiver room for the Jacksonville Jaguars DD Westbrook I believe is also on a contract year for the Jaguars in 2022 I don't know why they would keep DD over DJ Chark, but honestly, in my opinion, I think they might get rid of both of them and just try to start over. They got some guys like LaVisca Chenault. They got Colin Johnson. They got a couple of other guys there. So DJ Chark, I could see him leaving. And a team that has needed a number one wide receiver since Odell Beckham Jr. is the New York Giants. And I think DJ Chark would be a great fit. Now, I don't know by 2022 if Daniel Jones will still be a guy that is going to be their quarterback. But in my opinion, he or whoever they have a quarterback needs a reliable number one target. And DJ Chark is that reliable number one target. Just like Odo Beckham went to LSU, was a good guy at LSU. And I think DJ Chark will just need a start over in his career. New York would be a good spot for him because there is going to be an opening at the number one wide receiver position unless New York does something at the wide receiver position right now. DJ Chark, I think he'd be a great fit with the New York Giants in the future in 2022. DJ Chark is a really tough one to talk about because you have a guy like Trevor Lawrence coming in to take over that team. DJ Chark right now is the number one receiver there. So it really depends how often does Trevor Lawrence look DJ Chark's way? How often does he catch the ball? How often does he make big plays? And does Trevor Lawrence like DJ Chark? If he checks all of those boxes off, DJ Chark could very well stay in Jacksonville. It's really just going to depend on Trevor Lawrence at that point. My receiver, who's going to be cut from their team next season, is Denver Broncos receiver Cortland Sutton. He's always been a really solid receiver, but we haven't really gotten to see too much of that. It's going to continue, I believe, next season. We're going to see probably his greatest season yet, 
and he's going to ask for a big contract. And I don't think Denver is going to be able to afford it because they have a lot of other issues to cover before they look a receiver, especially now you got Jerry Judy there and KJ Hamler. There's just really not room for Cortland Sutton anymore to ask for a big contract. So Cortland Sutton's going to end up going somewhere else. He's going to go to a team. He's going to be the number one receiver on the team he goes to. And who's a team that really desperately needs help in the receiving core, but the New England Patriots. This dude fits everything that Bill Belichick wants in a receiver. He's going to be the threat downfield, open it up down the middle, and he's going to make everyone else around him get more targets. Corlin Sutton is the Julio Jones for the New England Patriots that season where he will open up the entire playbook for Bill Belichick and that New England Patriots offense with whoever is playing quarterback that year. Honestly, dude, it's just really hard for me to see Bill Belichick not be stingy when it comes to signing anybody in free agency, but especially free agent wide receivers. When's the last time that we saw them get a really good number one receiver for big money and free agency? That was Randy Moss. And even then, Randy Moss had a not great year with the Oakland Raiders before then. So really, we haven't seen the New England Patriots go after a really good number one receiver for number one receiver money. It's really hard for me to see him do that. But again, the Patriots have changed. Tom Brady's gone. So we may see a new a new New England Patriots era. So we'll see, but I just don't see that happening. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all very much for listening. As always, the Blitz crew, Brandon Wells, Justin Rogers, and join us next week where we continue our free agency preview and manage the rest of the offseason moving forward. There is so much to discuss as we continue into the rest of this winter, spring, and summer. And as always, stay purple. This has been Beyond the Blitz.